0: Is right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. I almost said the Start Your Engines Podcast because I'm here with Brant James from USA Today. Brant, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? You seemed surprised that I stuck the mic in your face just, and you recoiled. It was off-putting at first, but now I'm used to it. Is that because we're in a very tiny room and we're both having to stand here, like, kind of awkwardly in a small space? I'm kind of
1: trying to think of it as a, a very large phone booth or a really bad walk-in closet.
0: <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, this is actually, this is probably an improvement over the closet that I now have in Portland, Oregon. So I would take this as a walk-in closet, but it is kind of like a large phone booth. Um, it's a very good thing. So let's let's dial up. Uh, let's Let's give you a ring since the road course ringers... Didn't uh, make a good call today. Uh, it was all cup dominated, I guess you could say. And Kevin Harvick ends up with the victory. What did you make of today's race?
1: Uh, you know, honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out because you were sitting next to me. and I know we were jotting and we were writing and we were trying to plot out these strategies. And then we think we had it. We thought we had it. And then we're, we just know that there's going to be a caution at the end, and um, and it was uh, it was Harvick and it was Boyer, and we're thinking Keselowski who finished third. We're like, if there's a caution, he's sitting pretty. He's got those fresher tires. It's going to happen. It's Keselowski, and then it didn't. And we're like, oh my goodness, I've got to unwind everything. I was I was just thinking about how did Harvick win that again? Turns out he just had a fast car, I guess.
0: Well, no, but that, that's a good point. I mean, you are. It, it was fairly shocking to see the entire last stage. Half of the race play out with no caution at a road course. I mean, now they technically on the race report put Casey Kane's caution at the very end as a caution. Because I think after Harvard crossed the finish line, then they called it. He, didn't, I don't think he won the race under caution. So. Yeah. So but um, they have it on the race report as lap 110, the final lap caution. But aside from that you know, the entire race plays out. Surely there's going to be a caution. There ends up not being one. There was spins. There was cars going off course. Um, but they, they held the swallowed the whistle essentially. Um, and that was definitely surprising, but you know, I, I guess it's, it's still an okay race. So because of what you said about the strategy, because that keeps it so much interesting, like this was just a straight up mile and a half race oval and they were just going, going, going a dude wins by nine seconds or whatever. He ended up winning by. I don't even think they have a margin. Yeah, the margin of victory says under caution. But he ends up, he was going to win by like nine seconds. Yeah, he was going seven to nine seconds for like the last 15 laps. He was running away. Yeah, and that would have been terrible if it was an oval, but the fact that the strategies were mixed up and that we, kn- you know, you we'd, we'd had enough time to figure out, okay, Keselowski is going to be in good position here because he has fresh tires and the tires matter a lot. I still think that sort of salvaged the race. I mean, it wasn't the best Sonoma race, but it was still a good race overall, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it was... It was tough to compare because the first two stages were pretty compelling. And I, we always seem to go back to this. But that's, we'll admit, fans like things, cars spinning around and stuff. And especially when you know there's star power involved. You had Junior somehow snapping right, comes back through turn 11, and Danica wallops him. And then Kyle Larson was hitting everything in sight for a while. Glenn Boyer spun around, still came back to finish
0: second. Uh, You had the the incident with Larson squeezing Dale Jr. into Danica. Uh, Danica gets hit by Ricky. I mean,
1: yeah, there was there was just a lot of parts and pieces flying around and it was just you could assume that was going to happen at the end because every time we come to one of these tracks for the first time with a stage race. We we take our preconceived notions. Okay, that's going to happen, and and you know you add the 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 uh, the gas mileage strategies that always happen here anyway. Then you add in the stage racing, and you just had to assume that the, that the aggression level was going to go up because everyone refers to these races as the new short track. And if you walk through the garage, and I know you did, I mean, everything was crumpled. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of garbage out there on wheels, a lot of wrecked up cars uh, that they rolled in. So. It it was very odd that that last caution didn't happen, and I thought that Boris said was going to be the one to bring it because he he kind of went like a like a freight train off into the to the dirt and just brought a whole bunch of like chunky looking rocks and dirt, and I was just thinking, oh, stock car plus that, here comes the caution, and it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, and there was another moment where Austin Dillon spun down in turn eleven, and. He hit those little tire stacks, and they wobbled like they were going to go over, which definitely would have been a caution because they would have had to stop it and fix those. And they wobbled like, oh, here it goes, and no, it stayed up. I mean, so there was definitely moments. At, I, you know, I asked Tony Stewart about it afterwards, and he's, you know, he was vocal about the the uh, debris caution at Michigan, and you know, he said, hey, great, you know, they they let it play out. I asked Dale Jr. about it as well, and he said, good for NASCAR you know um, they let it play out and, and in my book that's a race so and Keselowski on Twitter as well said something like you know thumbs up emoji for NASCAR not uh, you know essentially uh, interfering with the outcome um, so at the same time you know you can't I guess we can't stand here and say geez it wasn't a great finish and also praise the lack of uh, the the restraint that they had essentially by, by not doing it but it, it was kind of a it's like, what do you want, fans, kind of thing. I mean, it's it's a
1: race. It's not everyone is going to be the most masterful, perfect thing that you have ever seen. It's It doesn't have to be. It can't always be the most entertaining thing in the world. Sometimes it's just a race. Just like sometimes it's just a baseball game and the pitching was kind of mediocre. All right, my team won. It it just happens. Not it, It's
0: not going to be a work of art every single time. But see, and that's the thing. I guess maybe this was a good enough race where it didn't really need that anyway. It'll be interesting. I mean, let's just we can just take a guess right now. I was going to save this for later, but so I do this poll, you know, after after every race and say was it a good race? Um, You know, what is your guess on how many, what percent of people will say that it was a good race
1: uh, when I do the poll? Hmm, seventy. Yeah, I think that's a good... Yeah. I think you have a popular winner. I think you have a popular runner-up and a popular team owner. Um, Yeah, and some things spun around. Um, You know, the the hand-wringing and the outcry last week was about the debris caution, and it didn't happen this time. Um, You know, a lot of people would be happy that maybe the points leaders had some trouble. Um, Kyle Busch had some trouble, although he came back and finished well. I just... I think people are going to like it.
0: I think yeah. are, it's growing on them. Yeah, I, I will go ahead and say 76 just to not uh, prices right you. Well, you, you're looking at me bad, but yeah, I was. kind of did prices right me. I, I gave you a little gap. I could have gone 71 on you there and, and had anything over that. So the $1 kind of thing. It's all kind of the same, honestly. But all right. It's your, it's your microphone that you keep
1: sticking in my face. So whatever you need to do, man.
0: You continually seem uh, very put off by the microphone being there. You know, you, they can't hear you without the microphone
1: it keeps getting closer like on that snl skit where the guy
0: bashes him in the face i don't know that just youtube that it's funny so um you know clint boyer ends up finishing second that cars paint scheme could have uh could have won again after it won at michigan the lightning mcqueen paint scheme um obviously it's his teammate so he can't be too frustrated but it's got to be Ugh, so close for him you know what i mean he looked a little
1: bummed i was standing i was hovering by him and you know he second time this year he's finished second um he got a few words of encouragement from tony stewart you know hanging there i, I couldn't totally eavesdrop he was being a little soft with his whispering and all but darn privacy but uh yeah i mean he's he's happy his teammate wins but race car drivers are supposed to be selfish he would certainly rather it was him
0: yeah no and it, it, it's understandable certainly um well, let's talk about Martin Truex Jr. Um, it looked like, I mean, the race kind of turned into a, a better race in some ways, uh, or a more wide open race, at least, after Truex had problems, because it, to me, it was his race to lose. I mean, he clearly had the best car there. Um, I, I'm going to credit Cole Pern learning from us and taking tips from us yeah. while we were with him in Utah this week yeah. um, with the Olympic training. Clearly, we got in his ear and influenced his road course setup, and that's why they had such a fast car, but... Um, ultimately, his engine doesn't last the full distance, and he's not able to do it. But clearly, I mean Truex, yet another stage point, just keeps building toward the playoffs. What's that? Eleven stage wins. I believe that's like, the case. By far more than anybody. Right, right. And and the only uh, the only bad thing for him is that Jimmy Johnson has um, three wins. Now Jimmy Johnson gets a stage point, so Jimmy ends up having I think sixteen stage points. Truex has something like twenty-one. So it's not like he's getting that far away from. Jimmy, at least I mean that's just one competitor, but Truex. I mean, it, it just seems like every week um, he's sort of the Harvick uh, of this year, where Harvick a couple years ago was just that car every week. Truex is just consistently great. It
1: was fascinating. They started complaining about like something's going to happen, um, and then he slowed down. I think he was in he was in the top five. Slowed down, dropped a lot of spots. And then he just sped back up again. I mean, that car was on seven cylinders, and it was still faster than most everybody else. He was, I think, third ish when the thing finally went ka-splat, or whatever it does—technical term—and uh, that's fascinating. Crazy fast cars, I think he described it. Um, yeah, if they they keep building those things, and if you know, I'm sure the boys back in uh, Denver will be pulling that thing apart and seeing why it blew up. But incredible what they do every week.
0: You know, it was pretty good today. Um, for the most part, I had a, a decent weekend aside from, um, the trouble with the crashes that weren't necessarily her fault was Danica Patrick. I mean, really like during qualifying on Saturday, it looked like she was going to have a shot at the pole of uh, the little lap tracker thing that Fox sports has. It looked like she was in the green until the very last turn. She, she could have the pole and then she was running decent at times. She was running like fifth or sixth in the early part of the race. Then. Kind of gets taken out by Dale Jr. I really don't think that was her fault. Although on on Twitter and maybe on Fox too, they were sort of trying to pin it on her, like oh she blocked and so that's why he spun up. But Jr. After the race was like, yeah, I mean she tried to defend her position a little bit, and I just got on the brakes too hard and spun. I mean it wasn't. I, I really don't blame Danica for that, and it's easy to blame her at times. But um, I was impressed with her performance overall. Yeah,
1: she's she has not been a super lucky. Well, she's not been lucky at all on the racetrack this year. She's had multiple hard hits. Uh, qualifies sixth, minding her own business. And even on that video, it didn't look like, you know, she was doing the Leo Castreneva's chop on him or anything, and zoom, there goes Junior off to the right. And sure enough, they meet back in turn 11, just at the proper place for her to clobber him. And then later on, uh, another wreck, um, but she's not really at at the center of it. Or, or the start of it, and then kaboom, she gets to mash Ricky, and he's out of the race, and she felt very, very bad about that, although she knew it wasn't her fault. So, And still, you know, fought back through the field. Um, 17 with, with all those extra pit stops, and, you know, it's it's not super, but it's not 30th, it's finishing. So,
0: so you have a very interesting points race going on right now. Um, if, let's say, there was no playoffs, and this was a, organic uh situation that was playing out of course you know there's the argument they'd raise differently and all that but Kyle Larson is leading Truex by 13 points after that Harvick's behind by almost 100 points it um, so it's really a Larson Truex battle for superiority right now um, Larson had a, a up and down day to he was kind of all over the place but um, do you consider one of them to be the championship contender over another I know we just talked about Truex but what, what do you think so far uh, I mean,
1: if, if forced to pick between them, uh, I think Truex's history of getting close and of his team working through, uh, horrific heartbreak and, and having races in hand and making mistakes and, and bad things happening. I I think maybe you need a few scar. I, I don't necessarily believe in the old, um uh, you got to lose one before you win one, but, um, you know we all think his crew chief is pretty smart not you know not that you know larson's guys aren't great too but i don't know i think just the, the the experience level and um i mean truex is just really fast each week he i guess let me do quick math uh they fell eight more points behind but as you said it, it's larson and, and truex is checking out trying to get those 15 points at the end of the regular season for being the regular season champion
0: yeah that's going to be huge Let's uh, since we we've spent all week together, you're probably pretty tired of me and anxious for me to get on my flight and, and split across the country mm-hmm. here um, from me. So because I think since Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, I've been up in your grow. Yes. As you say we're, this, we're in the, <laughs> the closet. Um, so both of us ended up on the same trip um, to Utah this week. We went to Salt Lake City/Park City slash Park City. We saw Martin Trix Jr., Eric Jones, and Daniel Suarez interact with some Olympic athletes along with Cole Pern and Chris Gale, who is Jones' crew chief. Now, Cole Pern, unbelievable. Like, I think he was kind of the eye-opening guy of the week for me. Like, on the one hand, you know he plays hockey or whatever, and he's from Canada. So, yeah, of course he can skate. But, like, the speed skating thing? Unreal. He was on the ski simulator looking like, I mean, it was insane. Yeah. Could he, uh like, what's the deal with him?
1: He, you know, like Jimmy sort of raised the bar for fitness and drivers. Maybe Cole is going to establish this new, oh, we've got to have some fit crew chiefs thing. And he's going to be the avant garde. And, and, you know, all the other crew chiefs are out there being like, well, I better get myself a mountain bike. I better get myself some speed skates. You know, Cole was good for anything. He was, he was all takers with any sport. We, we were in the lockers at the center of excellence together as I was changing into my workout gear. And he was like a kid changing clothes for recess. He all but jammed his legs in his shorts and went sprinting out there to take part in the stretching and then the skiing. And he was, he was fascinated. Um, uh, They should check out your video so they can get a a representation of the skiing machine. Thanks for the plug. Well, I'm kind of, kind of here to do that, I suppose. But, but uh, i was asking him about it and he was breaking it down he's like you know this is a little different than i thought uh, from regular skiing normally on regular skiing you apply weight and it's more about the loading on the right but on this you have to collapse to make it go to the left i'm thinking man you're having some deep thoughts about this stuff and you know he's playing it all coy when we get to the speed skating and he puts on the skates and says, wow, this is
0: really different than the hockey skates. They got the bow in him and two seconds later, whoosh, 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 whoosh,
1: whoosh, there he goes.
0: Yeah, he's like putting his hands behind his back and doing just the skating thing like the professionals do. And they actually had like a professional speed skater there, or I guess amateur since he's an Olympian. But you know what I mean, like a world-class athlete, the American record holder, he was doing laps. And then Cole Pern comes by at one point and, and I had gotten my phone out to record the video. Of like the professional guy coming I'm recording cold I realized like halfway through oh that's that's not the professional guy I mean it's pretty crazy and so yeah you know he spends two days out of the week in Utah not working at the shop on the cars and then he shows up with a fast car and almost wins anyway
1: you know maybe those extra two days they
0: could have saved that cylinder <laughs> he could have figured out how so you're gonna blame that well whom else am I gonna blame you, I guess you—you could have you, you whatever advice you could gave him in the locker room could have been the downfall.
1: I got him to where he is on that. I'm not going to take the rest of the blame, but I truly believe if they gave him the option, he would have jumped off that ski jump.
0: Yes, we we saw the Olympic ski jump, and he was looking like he wanted a chance to do that. He probably could have. Scary, terrifying.
1: Why human beings do that, I have no idea. But I think he would have.
0: So, uh, Brant, you had also an interesting week, not of your own doing, um, but some people in the NASCAR Twitter world, including some drivers and people like that, were not happy with my former employer, USA Today, your current employer, USA Today, because of an article they perceived to be from USA Today, which was by somebody from the Detroit Free Press. Now, let me explain how this works if you didn't know this, because I'm sure you know what uh, I'm talking about. So basically, there was a column that came out under the USA Today name And it was criticizing Kyle Larson saying that he was a poster boy for not having personality after the win in Michigan. Well, what happens is the Detroit paper is part of the USA today chain Gannett. So you were not at Michigan. So USA Today uses the Detroit paper to cover the race for them. So then they end up taking the articles from Detroit paper and that becomes the USA today content for the weekend. Now that guy who wrote the article, was not a NASCAR beat writer. Some people have tweeted me and said, your replacement wrote something bad. I'm like, nope, he's not my replacement. Um, He's a writer for the Detroit free press. He doesn't regularly cover NASCAR. And he um, wrote an article that made people mad. Um, But you end up sort of taking the brunt of that because you're the face of USA today at the track. Uh, So did you, how did your week go? And was it better than you thought? What was, what was the reaction? It was better than I thought. I, cause I came, I arrived
1: after a week of like what the hell text messages and just, you know, just tweets and, 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 you know, mentions and like, oh man. Like, and every day, you know, it would quiet down, quiet down, and then be another storm. I'm like, yeah, some other
0: driver, Mark Martin, Clint Boyer, Larson, Jeff, somebody would tweet. Jeff Burton, and then, uh, you
1: know, our, our, our buddy Parker. Kligerman referenced it in his column. Dale Jr. referenced referenced it on his podcast. Uh, I mean, Parker, a fine column by Parker. And then I'm reading through it. Oh man, why? So I just came, and I was, I was. I'll admit, I was kind of bristly about it. I'm like, I'm just not in the mood for this. This this is going to be just dog pile city. So we've been here so long. What day was it? Friday was. It was Kyle Larson's. So you know, if anyone's going to feel aggrieved, it's going to be Kyle. You know, he's not the, he's not a yell and scream kind of guy to, to us, you know, I have no idea, but I'm thinking, you know, it's the old mentality. Like if you write a tough column about somebody, you show up in the clubhouse the next day, but I didn't write the thing, but I'm thinking, all right, let's just decompress. Let's lance the boil. Let's pull the bandaid off. What other little (laughs) gross metaphor you want to use? So,
0: sit there. You actually told me not to sit next to you. I, I did, I, and I was not uh, entirely kidding. <laughs> I mean, did you think he was going to throw a microphone at me? Or a... I just didn't want to be associated with you at that moment. Oh, that's ridiculous. What, your... Because I honestly thought, like, you know, man... Like people are so mad at you, or and it's not even something you wrote. That's the funny thing about this. People are so mad at USA Today. I don't want to be like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm sitting with the USA Today guy. We're boys. I mean, no offense, but uh, I was going to throw you under the under the bus on that. Yeah, I guess you you should
1: hope that you never need a like a platelet, some sort of
0: transfusion from me
1: because you're you're just off the list now. I'm off the platelet list. Yeah, yeah, you can get back on. Well, how do I do that? If you knew, you would just try to hit that exactly. I want you to exceed my expectations, and then everybody wins. You get your platelets,
0: and I get you sucking up. Okay. Well, well, you'd, but but to Kyle Larson's credit, so let's just set the scene here. He's he's coming in the room for his media availability session. You're going to ask a question because, like you said, you've got to face the music. And this is the just by asking your question is the journalist opportunity for him to. You know, he can say something mean.
1: He can take
0: that lob and he can
1: dunk it. Right, right,
0: right, right. Posterize me if he chooses to. Right. And so what happens? He gives an incredibly professional answer. No hint at all of animosity. Doesn't say anything like, well, you know, if you guys print accurate stuff, you might have a better question or something. You know, he doesn't take any opportunity to do it. Professional answer. Moves on. You move on. The rest of the weekend. Quiet. Smooth. Smooth everybody was um
1: professional so built that up except for me because i did enough to lose the platelets and you still have not gotten them back so don't even think that i'm gonna have a
0: short memory on that all right well that's very disappointing but uh brand <laughs> any final thoughts about uh the sonoma race or anything headed into daytona daytona they still that is next week they still have that summer race do they Yes, and we have to be there uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's actually Sunday afternoon. We only have a few more days. That's like
1: fifteen minutes from now, isn't it? And we're like seven thousand miles away. Yes, that's correct. And my plane doesn't take off until nine thirty on Monday. I'm gonna be cranky. P.M. P.M.
0: Oh wow, that's you're 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 not gonna have very much time at home this week, Brent.
1: No, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be bad. Uh, you're not gonna want to sit next to me at Daytona, but for different
0: reasons. Okay, well, honestly, maybe next week is not the best time for me to earn back the platelets, but uh, it is time for me to give a plug to podcast sponsor Sam Tech. Sam, the name of your son. I don't think they named the school after Sam, though. They should have, though. Let's just say they did, yeah. because maybe you'll be happy about that. Yes, but you're not better yet. Okay, well, even though that doesn't earn back the platelet list, I— um, you know, Samtech is a school of automotive machinists and technology, and they know how to make engines that last. I'm sorry for the people that made Martin Truex Jr.'s engine. I bet the Samtech people could have made one that lasted the whole race and got him to victory lane. I'm just guessing. But they do um, put people in high-performance situations like race teams, so NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA. You were watching the IndyCar race today. Yes. Um And they also have programs where you could go and kind of pivot your career. So like you don't have to necessarily be on a race team, but you could end up working for like Boeing or something because you learn all these situations. You learn how to use these like machine tools, like those Haas machine tools type things. And then you can have like an aerospace career or something like that. So if you are interested in having your Sam or somebody else that one of his buddies or something attend SamTech, you should go to samtech.edu. That's an outstanding idea. Okay, well I just wanted to share that. Will that get me on the platelet list? No. Okay. Well um <laughs> what well, what's our hashtag? It has to be <laughs> has to be something involving platelets at this point.
1: <laughs> it's gotta be hashtag win the platelets or something. I don't know. It's gotta be you
0: know. How about just hashtag no platelets that's very truthful okay so hashtag no platelets if you want to tweet to brant and i at brant james is his twitter account and use the hashtag no platelets to discuss the podcast with us or other people who may listen to the podcast um so thank you very much to brant and i will talk to you all next week on the untitled jeff gluck podcast